hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Oh. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Well, let's get the announcements and all that, that junk out of the way. And then, man, I'm telling you right now, I, I think there's going to be a mighty outpouring of, I think, I, there's going to be a mighty outpouring of God's spirit in this place tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, because you know what? I could just go home and just continue to bask in his presence. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I, 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 I say, well, how do my soul day? Oh, Hallelujah. <laughs> Oh, hallelujah. Oh, man, I'm telling you, I just I, I just don't know. Do you, Jamie? Huh? You're going to just sit back there and just pay attention, all right? Okay? Hey, tomorrow, Zach will be home. Let's get to the announcements. Okay, tomorrow, Zach will be home, okay? I like these small groups. You know, if you have 200 people, man, you got all kinds. You got looky-loos there. You got people <laughs> present in. You got, we got, we got the ingredients of revival here tonight, you know? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because... God shows up where he's welcome, where he's able to, without some man hindering him. And where there's hungry and thirsty people. And that's what we have in this place tonight. And I'm excited about yeah. that. And you should be too. Listen, just all of a sudden, if you got pain in your body, you'll be sitting there and all of a sudden it'll be like, Amen. you know Amen. what? Pain's gone. Well, you had that happen yeah. before. Yeah. That pain's gone. It's gone. Or, you know, you, you're just not feeling good and all of a sudden it's like, I feel good. I feel good. Da, da, da. Oh, okay, that's not. Oh, but anyway, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Lord. Um, oh, my Lord. Oh, anyway. Zach will be home tomorrow. Just don't mind me, okay? Just get what you can out of this and just bask in his presence tonight. Okay, anyway, Zach will be home tomorrow. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> he really will. He will be home tomorrow. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, my. Isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. He will be home tomorrow. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Praise you. <laughs> Did you get that back there, Jamie? Huh? Okay. And uh, Monday is prayer tomorrow. Yeah, we're going to have that. <laughs> at 11 o'clock. Uh, I'm not picking him up at the airport till tomorrow night. But So tomorrow at 11 o'clock, we're going to be here, buddy, yes. at 11 o'clock. <laughs> we're going to be here praying. Amen? Amen? Did you notice the worship last, last Monday? Or last Monday? Last Monday. <laughs> Last Monday, it was just like a worship. I, I felt the yeah. worship, yeah. Yeah. you know. But anyway, so you never know what's going to happen at these prayer times, and it's amazing, isn't it? When we come in one accord, oh man, I'm telling you, I'm having a really hard time getting the words out tonight. But tomorrow we're going to be here for prayer at eleven o'clock. So be here, okay? Oh, hallelujah! You should be excited about that, amen. Hallelujah. And then, <laughs> Wednesday, Zach will be back. Pastor Zach will be here. Amen, because he's coming home tomorrow night. He is. Hallelujah. I keep speaking that because I'll tell you, you know, so we cancel every sign. I'm praying first class for him on that way home. Yes, come on. First class. Yes. Come on. Yes. Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, we will yes. be here, and Pastor Zach will be here. But guess what is coming up this weekend? Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Vincent Skinner. You don't want to miss it. Amen? Amen. 
Hallelujah. I'm telling yeah. you, this yeah. is this is going to be an amazing weekend. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you just never know what's going to happen. I'm excited, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Hallelujah. You know, as I've been as I've been standing here, uh, when I was in worship, uh, God started speaking to me about an invasion. <laughs> oh, see, that's what I used to call them when I would go to Lake Park. Uh, you know, I, I would go to Lake Park, set my sound system up in one of the picnic pavilions across from the pool or the playground, and just set those sound, the sound system up right there on the picnic table, and turn the speakers out, blare it, and then I started singing. I'd be by myself, just like, and people walking by like, you know, you know, look at this lady, she's really what what is going on here? And but when they walk by, I'm going, come on. And I get the congregation, and then I start preaching to them. And then I start praying for them. Power of God hits the place. I did this so much. And uh, in the summer, I just take a random day. I go in my prayer closet, I start praying, and then I take off and go to Lake Park. And then the power of God hits the place. People laying out under the power right there at Lake Park. Laying up, I try to take them out on the grassy area. Sometimes they didn't make it, they fell out under the cement, but on the pavilion. But you know, I take them on the grass here, and they're all laying out under the power. It was the most amazing thing. And, uh, oh, there was so much happened over there. But anyway, I haven't had that for a while, but, you know, God started speaking to me during worship. So get ready for an invasion. But I want all of you to come, and I want you to um, get ready with your soul scripts, okay? And as people, this is an amazing place to witness to people this summer. Because you got all people. You got people over on the playground. You got people in the pools. I used to go over there too. Another thing that I did in, in one summer was I would go over and do that. I would do a service, but I would um, mingle a soul winning training class in with it. And I gave the scripts out to people. After I got done, before dark, we would go out, out all as a team and just go out and throughout the park and start winning souls. I would train the people, and then we take them right out. So listen, let's get it. Let's let's get it going again. God's speaking to me about this again. Okay, you, I'm telling you, it's not a time to mess around. It's time Amen. to get Amen. out there yes. and bring in the harvest. Amen. Yes. And listen, you guys are trained, you're equipped, and you're ready. So this, hey, the opportunities are there. Amen. So we just just like me, I go rent buildings. I just go rent buildings on my own. I don't sit at home and wait. For the phone to ring. I don't send out business cards to pastors. Can I come to your church? I don't even invite myself anywhere. Right. Except I go rent my own buildings. Because listen, you know, I've had too many too much bad experiences. Right. I you know, and I don't want no pastor standing at the back door at eight o'clock after I've only been there an hour. Time to close it down. You know, it's like really? Right. What, do you, what do you want me to do in an hour? Seriously? Mm -hmm. So I rent my own building, and if somebody there don't like it, and I tell them, but we don't do this in our church, well, this is, I rented my own building. You go rent your own building. That's right. You don't like it, right? That's right. Amen. Mm -hmm. This is about getting people's lives changed. Yes. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. But we got a synonymous church up there now, a synonymous church, and we're going in there now. And we were there uh, last month, and they invited us back. They are hungry people, and there's going to be more people there this time. These are people that have left the Amish sect and started a church. We've got two of them up there, actually. So, um, hallelujah, the yes. barn and the barn, right? Well, they call this barn Serenity Church. So that's where we're going now. It, is, it doesn't look like a barn at all. Matter of fact, when we went last month, it was cold, and I, I wore my long johns. 
I got in there. That place was so hot in there. I was like, man, I thought I was going to pass out. Because I didn't know they were going to have heat. Because the right. other barn we were in, it was a barn. And there was, was no heat. Barn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. You went, yes. Did you go to yes. that one? Absolutely. Well, this one had a yes. cement floor. I mean, it was a nice building. Wow. So I, I had long johns on. I was prepared for that. You know what I'm saying? Of course, when the fire of God falls, it gets hot anyway. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So anyway, we're excited about what God's doing. And listen, let's just go. Let's just go and do. Amen? Yes. So anyway, these are invasions, and we're going to invade Lake Park again. Okay? I just go plug in, man. I don't even re I don't even reserve that thing because I don't want the devil to know ahead of time what I'm doing. See, I just go and do it. Okay? Amen. So get ready, people, because when, when Zach gets back, we're going to figure out a night, and we're going to do this. Okay? We'll go in the evening. and uh, Well, we could go during the day. Whatever. Oh. Why do they stumble around? Why do they lay on the ground? Swaying and singing, laughing and singing, drunk in the spirit again. Drunk in the spirit again. Drunk in the spirit again. I'm feeling fine, cause I'm full of new wine. Drunk in the spirit again. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I still remember the two. I've been singing this all afternoon. I had to contain myself. American Airlines got me to contain myself for a little bit. <laughs> cause I wanted to reach through the phone in the flesh, but you know, anyway. <laughs> There's so great a place to be in his, in his presence. Amen. 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 What Amen. was I going to do? Amen. I did the announcements. The announcements. <laughs> okay. Come here, Linda. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. Excuse me, okay? I, I'm telling you. I can, see, I can act like this before you guys, or right. in front of you guys, because you're just as crazy as I am. Amen? Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah, right? <laughs> so let's just let God touch us tonight. I mean, seriously, I told God, but anyway, I was in his presence today, and I said, Lord, I don't think I'm going to be able to do this tonight, so why don't you just show up and just let me, you know, enjoy it, okay? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. There was something else I was going to say, but I guess that's the announcements. Oh, I know. Well, why don't we just go ahead and take up the offering? And then that way, because in case we're all laying underneath the chairs tonight, by the time this is over, you know, I told him this morning, Mark, oh, I had the ceiling fans on tonight. But Mark might be swinging around from that by the end of the night. You never know. So, uh, hallelujah. So, anyway, um, let's pull up a song there, Jamie. And uh, what you can do is if you have a, a tithe or an offering, and listen, everything goes to church. I'm not taking anything out of any of this. And uh, But if you have a tithe or an offering for the church, well, I'll just sing a song and we'll put it in there. And I'll try to contain myself so this can at least resemble a church service tonight. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> what do you got there? Nothing's impossible. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Done that, but hallelujah! Thank you, Lord. Oh my! 
you can just get up and put it in there if you want to do that. Nothing is impossible to you. Thank you, Lord. My Lord and King, nothing is impossible, creator of all things. You
going to. Amen. For eternity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord. And don't come back void and accomplish what you send it to do. And Lord, we're excited because we don't yeah. know what's going to happen in this yeah. place, but we know anything could happen Hallelujah. and probably will in Jesus' name. But Lord, we're excited about it. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Four people. Four people got saved. Yes. Is that right? Yes. Yes, Julia. Um, one rededicated. Can I have Yeah, yeah, you can. And Saturday? Yes. This coming Saturday is the next nursing yes. home, right? Yes. Even though Vince will be here, it's still he's not going to be here till the evening at okay. 2.30 at Kajatan. Too at Kajatan Healthcare. Okay. Everybody's welcome to go. And listen, if you are not used to this and you just want to go and watch her, you can do that. You you know you she's not going to force you to do anything. Go and follow her around. Watch how she does it, right? Yes. And she'll train you to do it. So don't let fear stop you. Yeah. Right. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. It was so neat this week because the first room I went in, I never know how this woman is. She's she can be snippy. <laughs> She can be happy, Aww. and she remembers my name, always. Hmm. And a lot of people don't do that. Right. But I went into her room, and she looked depressed. Oh, man. She looked down. And I, I always started like I always do. Okay, Ruth, do you remember my name? Yes, I do, Rosie. Come on in. <laughs> So I went in and I started talking to her and she starts talking depression because of all the stuff that's going on. She sits in that chair day after day. She has no life, she has no hope, she has nothing. And so I asked her if she wanted me to pray. She says, well, I never reject any prayer. And, and I had to step up. It was not easy. But I had to step up and say, I come against the depression oh. that is coming on you and resting on you. And she changed. She was, when I left. So wait a minute. Was, you took authority over yes. the depression that was on her, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. And, and it wasn't easy. I mean, I, you know, she wasn't telling me she was depressed. Yeah. She'd have been telling but God showed me. It, it would have been easier. Right. Yeah. But because I knew it through revelation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and I didn't want to offend her at all. Right, right. But I knew I had to take authority over it. This woman was struggling. So I did. I took authority over it. When we were done, she was laughing, joking, thanking me for coming, that she was so happy that I stopped by that day mm -hmm. and changed her life. <laughs> so I go to the next room, and this fellow's always sitting at his table, looking out the window, always. And I go up to him, and I feel the same thing. And he tells me, um, I just, I don't know that I believe anymore. Now, we have met him to the Lord, but he's starting to have doubts because, as he said, I sit here every day. Mm -hmm. I look out this window every day, mm -hmm. and that is all I do. I have no hope. Mm -hmm. And so he rededicated his heart oh, to the I Lord know. because he knows that's the place to be, to receive from God. But he had to rededicate because of his unbelief, yeah. because of the place that he had gone where he had said no, that 
he just wasn't sure anymore. Wow. And he did that. And it was such an amazing event because you know that you're there for so many reasons. You're there to lead people to the Lord. You're lead, there to lead people into the light yeah. and bring them out of that darkness and give them the hope that they need. And hopefully enough hope that it'll be the next time we're there. Plus the other, the other three situations, they were all new. One of them was a visitor. Wow. In a room yeah. with, with a sister, and God just prompted, you know her. You don't know this one. Tell her about the Lord. Huh. Tell her mm-hmm. who he is. Mm-hmm. And she gave her heart to the Lord. Oh. And I left with her being a new creation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That is awesome. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? You know, this is what it is right here. I mean, we, you know, we don't have to go into the nursing home, but this, you know, it's, nobody knows what she's doing. I mean, she shares with us stuff, but you know what I'm saying? She's not doing it for the glory. She's certainly not doing it for for any money. There's no reason other than her heart is for souls because she has God in her. Mm -hmm. Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost. And when you're in love with somebody, you want to tell other people about him. That's why people thought, a lot of people think I'm crazy that I would go over to Lake Park and do that. But listen, I'm not ashamed. I know. Listen, if I'm selling a vacuum cleaner and I really believe in this vacuum cleaner, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sell it. Because I know it's a good product. Amen? But listen, I'm going to tell people about Jesus. We're yes, dealing with people's yes. eternal life. Yes, yes, yes. You know? Their eternal yes. life. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's we have to do this. I mean, we've yeah. got to there's a lost and dying world out there that we have what we have. Yeah. So that's the whole thing with revival is getting us revived. Yeah. You know, because when we get revived, we're just automatically gonna do that, right? Yeah. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yeah. We're just automatically gonna go and do and go and tell people. Huh. Yeah, I'm telling you. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know, when I was over there at Lake Park one night, there was a guy, and he was standing. He was standing there. He wasn't sitting on picnic tables. He was standing there all night listening to me and um, just leaning up against a post. After we were done, I was cleaning up, tearing my sound system down and stuff, and that's when I had to do it myself. And uh, now Jamie do it for me. But um, so this guy, after I got done, I was putting stuff in my car. He goes, can I ask, can I get you to pray for me? And I said, yeah. I never, I never met this guy before. He comes over to me. He says, I am from Mount Vernon. He said, and I'm camping over here at the campground. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm a Christian. He said, but, he said, I, I am a homosexual. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want this thing off of me. Yes, come yeah. on. He said, I can't tell anybody that I know in my church or in my friends because they don't know. And they'll judge me. Yes. He said, come but. Come on then. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah. took him and I prayed for him and I came against that spirit yeah. in him mm-hmm. and cast that thing out of him. Listen, do you understand the encounters that you're going to be able to have when you step out? Amen. Listen, what if I wasn't there that night? You know what I'm saying? This guy, I mean, that was a divine appointment that night. Right? Yes. But he was all the way from Mount Vernon. So 
I'm telling you, when we go and you go to the nursing home, you never know who's visiting. Right. right. And listen, those are the ones we need to go after them. Mm -hmm. When there's somebody in the room visiting, we need to go after them. Make sure they're safe. Because listen, this boldness that you get will, um, people are, they can't, they know. They know if you're real or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And when they see that boldness on you, this is what people are wanting. Mm -hmm. You may get, I've got, you know, you may get people cussing you out. You may get people Come threatening on. to kill you, uh, which I've had both of those, and I'm sure you guys have too. <laughs> no, yeah, you, you know, you get out of here. But you know what? So what? We just keep on plowing yes. through. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Amen. I'm so far past that stuff. That I don't care what people think. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a dead woman walking is how I feel. I am. I'm in this world, but I'm not of it. And neither are you. We talked this morning. We are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus already. When God rose Jesus from the dead, he raised us up with him. Because we're the body of Christ. And he's the head. Amen? We're already up there in heaven. That's why we have, listen, we have all of heaven's resources. I mean, God, he supplied everything we need down here. The only reason you're still here is to fulfill the plan and the purpose that God has for you. Amen? Amen. Because Jesus is inside of you. Amen. These are his hands. There's his feet, his eyes, his mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. You got all of heaven back in you. You step out with boldness yeah. and, and start and hit it. Amen? Mm -hmm. Oh, hallelujah. I'm telling you. It's exciting. And I'm telling you, when we when we really start stepping out more, mm -hmm. and we're going to see all kinds of things happen. Amen? But I'll tell you, at the same time, you're going to get opposition from the religious yes, people. Yes. You know, I had a pastor that I've known for years and years. He called me this week and ripped me upside one down the other. And, and this church and Zach. And I tell you, we've been good friends for years and years and years. But, man, the devil got into that, man. Yeah. And I, I just sat there. It's like, you know, that's like eight pastors I've had turn on me already. You know? And uh, because it, and it's all through the Bible. Yeah. If it wasn't in the Bible, I don't know what I would do. I would think, man, I am so far off base. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. I keep going back to the Word. Yeah. You know, they... The religious people are the ones that came against Jesus and the apostles. Yes. They're the ones that yes. tried to kill Jesus. Come on, you're right. You know? They were filled yes. with indignation. Yes. You know? And trying to figure out a way they could kill him. Stirring up people to tell lies about the apostles and stuff. You know? I mean, this is what's going to happen to you. But I'll tell you. And, and it's yes. so funny because a, um, a three weeks or so ago when I was dealing with a couple deaths in my family... Um, there was a lot of stuff that went on in my family with my nieces and nephews, and it was like every demon in hell was let loose from hell. And I'm telling you, just my phone was going off and, I mean, attacks mm -hmm. on us. And, uh, and I understand what all this is. I understand. And, you know, we were reading, uh, you know, and we're not fighting flesh and blood. The principalities and powers of darkness. And the more you go after souls, especially, the more you're going to get persecuted. But anyway, so I'm going through all this. And, you know, it hurts even more when it's your family members. But, uh, but at the same time, I don't look at it. I have to stay in the spirit. Yeah. We have to stay in the spirit. Yeah. Because if, you, if you're in the flesh, you don't understand what's going on. Stay in the spirit. Amen. You'll look at things completely different when you look at it from yeah. a spirit realm. Yeah. Okay? So anyway, while I was driving in my car up to one of the funerals one day, 
And God spoke to me because I was thinking about some of the things that was going on. And he spoke to me and he goes, if you can't handle this from your family, he said, how are you going to handle it from more religious heads? And sure enough, this week I had one that I really, I was not expecting that at all. At all. So there will be another church I'll never go into. You know, and he will let me in his church, but I will, I will never enter it again. Because he, I will not. Because listen, you're not gonna, you're not gonna conform me to your religious traditions, Amen. you know. But anyway, this is stuff that's gonna happen. Yeah. And uh, so get ready. But man, as we go out of these four walls, man, all hell's gonna break loose. <laughs> but oh, we're gonna shake this city. Amen. And it's going to be, uh, it's going to spread out into the state. It's going to spread into other states and into the nations. Yes. Who knows who God is going to launch out. Amen. I'm telling you right now, get ready, people. Get ready. Big things are going to happen. And this trip that Zach took was a divine encounter. I'm telling you right now. So um, it was Good things happened over there, and, and I, I don't know. We'll see what all he shares when he comes back over. But, oh, hallelujah, he was supposed to be there. No wonder the devil fought so hard to keep him from going. You know, day and a half, half late getting over there and everything. But you know what? Hey, we have the victory always. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, as I go out, <clears throat> as I go out, um, you know, God has called me to go out and revive the church. Amen. Hallelujah. So I'm doing what God's called me to do. And uh, how many of you know the church needs revived? Amen. Because nobody's going to step out. Are you kidding me? Who's going to go? Who's going to go into a nursing home on a Saturday afternoon when you could be home sipping some iced tea on your patio? You know, I mean, seriously. But no, you're going to go in there and go up to perfect strangers and tell them about Jesus. Seriously? You bet you're in love with Jesus when you do something like that. Amen. Yeah. I mean, you got Jamie back there, you know, when she stepped yeah. in. And uh, and I know it's amazing. God brings everything that you need. Yeah. And I needed that, you yeah. know, the help. But she'll work 10 hours at craft yeah. and get in her car and drive two and a half hours to meet me up north at a church or a building somewhere. Mm-hmm. Do a three-hour service. Yeah. And then leave there and drive two and a half hours more back yeah. home. And, and get maybe a couple hours sleep. She is up at four in the morning. And then go to work. I mean, seriously? I said, Jamie, you don't have to do this, man. You know, you uh-huh. just go local. You don't have to go. She said, nope. She goes, I'd love to be in these meetings. And it's a call of God on her line. Yes, that's it. Right because now. seriously, that's she could it. stay home. She works all day. Yeah. She could go home and just, you know, and yes. eat. The hot dogs and stuff that she, and macaroni and cheese that she eats. <laughs> you know, pig's eyelids you know and eat worms. And, oh, pig's don't, don't get me started oh, on what's in hot dogs, Emma. <laughs> oh, yuck. But anyway, she, she doesn't have to do that. It's a call that helps of ministry is on her line. So, you know what? You've got to be in love with Jesus for that. You guys, we, me and Zach, we sit around and we just talk. We brag about you guys. Every one of you. We brag about you. It's like, can you believe the people that we have in this church? God has sent these people and they love God. You know, we're just, we bat things back and forth about what God's doing in your lives and how on fire you are. And Zach says, Mom, I'd rather have that handful of people than hundreds of people that 
aren't even, don't even care, you know? And he means that too. He means that. Right. Matter of fact, you know, if he gets, you know, if visitors or something coming, you know what I mean? Yes. If there's any hindrance to the move of the spirit, man, he's like, ah, you know? You know, he's almost like, mm -hmm. just stay home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. This is about equipping people yes. to yes. do the job. Oh, we know yes. that this church is going to be huge. Yes. Oh, it's yes. going to be huge. Oh, okay. It's going to be the largest church that Coshocton County That's has right. ever known. Right. It's going to be. Mm -hmm. It's already been prophesied. Yes. So we know that it's going to happen. So enjoy it now. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, we have revival here. You guys, I'm just standing here looking at you right now, and I see the glory of God on you. You're revived. You are revived. Hallelujah. You know, I don't see that everywhere I go. Most places I don't. Maybe by the end of the service, they will be. But when I walk in there, I'm like, oh, my goodness. Look what I got to deal with. You know what I'm saying? Me and Javen are like, you know, making eye contact. Like, oh, Lord, here we go. Let's hit it, you know. But listen, it doesn't take long to revive people. It doesn't. Even this morning, I see lights kicking on with teaching the believer's authority. Listen, I we can keep all... All this, the anointing information, everything that we know we can keep to ourselves yes. if we were trying yeah. to get people to look at us. Yeah. It's been like that too long. Mm -hmm. Some of these preachers, they Come knew on, this right. stuff. And they weren't sharing it because they wanted, look at me. Look at yeah. me. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's got to stop. We are the servants. You guys Come are on. the, you're Come the on. ministers. Come yes. on. Amen. I'll tell you right now, I'm, I'm, I am so excited about what God's doing in every one of your lives. Revival. The church needs to be revived. Yes. I mean, this was not God's plan for, for a, the church to be without power. Yes, come on, that's true. I'm telling you, here's yes. the thing. We need to go back to the Holy Bible. Yes. What does the Bible say? Not man's tradition. And this, yes. that was my biggest argument with this preacher this week. Mm -hmm. Was um, I, I didn't argue with him. I just told him. Mm -hmm. I said, right. you know, that's man's tradition. I said, where's that at in Scripture? You tell me something. Here's what I told him. I said, okay, you're coming against, you know, our services are too long. And this is wrong. And that's wrong. Okay, I said, you tell me what scripturally, where are we wrong? Tell me. where. What have we been teaching or preaching? Or where in scripture Come are we on. wrong? Come on. Well, yeah, you know, y'all are right and all that. Oh, really? <laughs> well, then what are you talking about? Because I don't line up with religion. Wait. Come on. I'm telling you. He had, he had two hours. Two oh hours. Goodness. He ripped me up some one side now. Two hours. I just let him talk. Yes. All I heard was, bum, 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 <laughs> I thought I started Charlie Brown's father. Right. But anyway, revival is falling in love with Jesus all over again. That's what it is. Amen? Revival. Because the church, they're so far away from God, they don't even, I don't even think they know who he is. They know who he is, but they don't know him. Right. There's a difference, yes. you know, between yes. knowing somebody and knowing them. Yes. You know, I tell, I use the example, when I go out and do revivals, I tell that I use the example, my husband and I were married for 35 years. And, you know, when we met when I was 14, and we dated through high school, and when I graduated high school, we got married. I graduated in May, we got married in June. And when we were dating in high school, you know, when we would go on a date, I would sit in the middle of the, the seat. He would be driving, I'd sit right next to him in the seat. And then, you know, we got married, 
and three children and many bills later and the cares of this life i found myself seated beside the window on the passenger side and sometimes looking out the window wanting to jump out you know what i'm saying right huh i fell away from my love you know what i'm saying and uh so and this is the way the church is because you see a lot of people when they first get saved they are on fire for god everything they touch gets healed and fixed and and everywhere they go they're talking about jesus they tell everybody they see about him because they're in love with him they have they just they're just in love they're just revived and then comes the persecutions and then comes the trials and cares of this life and like i said this morning a lot of people they think that when they get saved when they give their life to jesus everything's going to be a bed of roses that's what i envision every time i think it you know people think ah just give your life to jesus and everything will be fine you know so i'm just going to tiptoe through the tulips that's what people think and some pastors tell them that just give your life to jesus tonight and everything will be fine which it will in a sense but no you're going to have trouble because jesus said in this world you will have trouble he didn't say you might have he said you will have trouble he said believe me i've already been through this right <laughs> you will have trouble but be of good cheer because i've overcome the world so keep yeah. your joy, because yeah. the joy is going to be your strength. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. But you know what's happening? That the people are not staying revived. And then they get caught up in religion and tradition, and it just sucks the life right out of them. It really does. And then they come in with a smile on their face, and the deacons stand there with a wet blanket. Oh, what's that? You know, let's put that out. What's that all about? Smiling during communion? What are you happy about that Jesus died? Really? I mean, seriously. Let me do a let me do a teaching on communion. I I do a happy meal communion. You know? I mean, you'll be laughing, you'll be happy. Because Jesus said, do this in remembrance of me. Listen, when I remember what Jesus did, you better believe that's a happy meal we're taking. Amen. <laughs> People get all somber and everything. Anyway, I'm not teaching on that. But but listen. The, so the cares of religion and tradition suck the life right out of them. Huh? The next thing you know, they know who God is, but their fellowship with him is gone. You know? Yeah. And, and then they're sitting there. They got some new wine when they got saved. But listen, that new wine turned to vinegar. Right? Because they're not being taught to go out of the four walls and use what they have. So the new wine is just sitting in them. And just turns to vinegar. And no wonder their face looks like it does. Huh? Right? And then you go up to pray for them. Well, I got the joy. Well, why don't you tell your face that? Why don't your face line up with it? You got the joy? It don't look like it. You know what I mean? So, anyway, they need to be revived, right? And revival, then we, we know we need to get them revived. And then they need to learn how. That's why I'm going to keep going north. Because, and me and Zach will be taking turns going up there too because we want to teach them now. You know, we're getting them set free from depression. We're getting their bodies healed and all that stuff and getting them saved and rededicated. But now we're going to teach them. This is how you stay in revival. This is what you need to do, okay? Giving out what you got and all that. So um, anyway, this is what God's called me to do. Because Revelation chapter 3 
God said, I would rather you be hot or cold. Yeah. He said, if you're lukewarm, I'll vomit you out of you, out of my mouth. You know, I, you know, when you're married to somebody or something, they don't want you to just be in love with them a little bit. They want you to be in love with them. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Listen, some people, they get so religious that they, you know, they'll meet Jesus at 9 o'clock every morning sitting by or kneeling by their bedside with their hands folded and you know and for 15 minutes because that's what they're told to do pray for at least 15 minutes a day and it would be good if you just go alone in your room maybe kneel down by your bedside and you know in reverence fold your hands and do this for 15 minutes every day it, it, it don't mean no more to them than the man on the moon because listen they go in there because it's a ritual that they do every day and then they go in there, gimme, gimme, gimme. My name's Jimmy. Okay, I'll see you later, Lord. Don't, they don't even have a relationship with God. <laughs> and it's using the same prayer every day. Huh? Yeah. But listen, we know that a relationship with Christ is 24-7. We talk to him all day long. Amen? Constantly. I was telling everybody this morning, from the time I get up in the morning, buddy, I'm telling you, as soon as sometimes my eyes ain't even open. As soon as I wake up, I'm like... Oh, thank you, Jesus. I just start talking to Jesus, man. I'm telling you. And I'm just, I go walk in there and, the, and I look in that mirror. And no matter what I see, I just start speaking the word over myself. Amen. I have more beauty and favor than Queen Esther. I will live out the number of days that God has for me. And I'll live them out in divine health. Satan, I break your power off of me today. My family and my finances in the name of Jesus. I cancel every assignment you've put out against me. This is how I speak. And I continue speaking. I take a shower. I'm still speaking the word. See, it's a relationship. Oh, God, I love you. I praise you. I thank you. Oh, you're so good. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for this house. Yes. Lord, I thank you. Thank you that I got hot water today. Yes. Thank you. God, oh, you're so good yes. to me, Lord. I, I just can't believe how good you are to me. You know, this is what I do. I'm telling you most of the time that I spend is praising him and thanking him. Amen? Like I said, if I have a request, I'll bring it once. But then I start thanking him for it. Amen? That's how I do it. So the church needs to be revived. They need to learn about a lot of things. You know, I'm, I'm amazed as I get out there and travel how much people don't know. They go and spend an hour in church on once a week. And that's their relationship with God. Most of them don't even bring their Bibles. They don't even know where their Bibles are. If they did find it, it's probably so full of dust. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, people need to be taught. And this is the day yeah. and the hour, yeah. I'm telling you. Because we are seeing radical changes in yeah. people. And God's yeah. raising up an army. Amen. Because revival is here. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. So in Revelation 2.4, God said, return to your first love. Return. See, that's what I needed to do in my marriage. Because I'm sitting over here by the... By the driver's or by the passenger side, I need to scoot back over. Amen? Hallelujah. But listen, this is what happens. When John and I were dating, okay, you know, we were in love. We were dating. We, our focus was each other. And then came the kids. Well, you know, a lot of you men know when the kids come along, the women, you know, that's our main focus sometimes, you know. I mean, we need to turn, we need some marriage counseling going on. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Marriage seminars is what I want to say. Just teach people. Because 
when, as I look back at 35 years of marriage, I can, I have all kinds of wisdom I can give somebody. Yes. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. It's too late for my marriage. My yeah. husband's gone, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I can look back and I can give younger women wisdom. Yeah. And, um, but one of the things that they need to do is continue to date once a week, you know, at least once a week. Spend some time every day with your husband. I'll tell you right now, if John and I, we did communicate. If we would not have communicated daily, we wouldn't have been together for 35 years. I, You know, that's why people fall away from the Lord. They don't communicate with them daily. If I would have met with John for 15 minutes every day in a certain room, in a certain position, and that was it. We, 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 our marriage wouldn't have lasted. But we communicated wherever we were. Whatever room we were in, all throughout the day. And that's the same thing. You can relate that to your, to your relationship with Christ. Amen? He wants a personal relationship with us. Amen. 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 And it's your personal relationship. Yeah. You can't base your relationship off of what your parents' relationship or your husband or your wife. That's right. Yes. You on. know what I'm saying? A lot of people knew my yes. husband, but they yes. didn't know him like I knew him. Mm -hmm. I had a personal relationship with my husband. But they know who he was. Yes. A lot of people know God, but they don't know him mm -hmm. in a personal relationship. That's what's got to happen with people. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. God wants to revive his church. He wants to revive his people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, people say that God stopped moving. God not stopped nothing. No. God, you know, the Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. He does not change. You know who stopped moving? The church. Yeah. The church stopped moving. Because, listen, how come I'm seeing things happen? We see miracles every service. There's something happens every single service. Mm -hmm. Why is that? If God stopped moving. I mean, they're sitting there and their bodies are getting healed. There was a guy um, up in Jefferson a couple months ago. He was sitting there during praise and worship. Or not sitting there, he's standing there during praise and worship. He came in and said his hip was so stiff and sore that he couldn't hardly move it. And listen, during praise and worship, he said, with nobody touching him, he said, it started loosening up, the pain started leaving. And he was standing there telling me at the end of the service about this. And he pulled something out of his pocket and a bunch of cough drops came out, went all over the floor. He starts bending over, picking these up, and he goes, I couldn't do that. <laughs> I, said, I said, you're doing it now. You know what I'm saying? So just sitting there in the meetings. Now, I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do it anyway, and neither can right. you. You're not the healer. You're not no. the deliverer. That's it. Amen. It's him. Yeah. So he is still moving. We know that. And he'll continue to move until the Holy Spirit is taken out of here by us. Because <laughs> he's in us, right? Mm -hmm. He's not going to stop moving. And he'll move even more as we move. Amen. Yeah. Some people are just waiting on God to move. Well, what are you waiting for? You move. Okay? You move. Come on. Hallelujah. But we can't give what we don't have. Mm -hmm. And we have got rivers of living water flowing up out of us. And those dams... We're getting those broke down in revival. Right, Jamie? Wake up, Jamie. She ain't really sleeping. She says, quit drawing attention to me. <laughs> Hebrews 12.2 says, Jesus endured the cross because of the joy set before him. And he is now seated at the right hand of God. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. So listen. You know, during praise and worship, I almost lost it, man, because I started thinking about heaven. I started thinking, I, I felt like I was there. I I just got so excited. I was like a little kid. I was like, oh, my goodness, we have this to look forward to. 
Jesus knew what he had to yeah. look forward to. Yeah. Because of the joy yeah. set before him, he endured the cross. He knew that he was going to have to go through some things, but he endured it because he knew what was on the other side. Listen, I'll tell you the number one way to stay revived is to keep an eternal focus. Listen, Jesus warned you you're going to have trouble on this earth. You you already know that, so get over that. You know you're going to have trouble. So don't be so surprised when it happens, okay? All right, so what is happening today that's going to matter 100 years from now? Hmm? Anything? Anything that's going on now? None of it. Matter of fact, most of the stuff, probably five years, maybe a year from now, is not even going to matter. You know? But there will be something else. If you allow Satan to steal your joy through your circumstances, you're you'll going to be the most miserable person on the face of the earth. You'll never have joy because it's going to be one thing after another. It'll, it'll never stop. I tell you, I can tell you story after story, a lot of things nobody even knows. Story after story of things that's gone on in my life because I know what people, I've had people, well, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, I probably, probably maybe do, you know? I've been through a few things by own yeah. self. Yeah. Huh? Right? Yeah. Amen? Amen? But listen, <clears throat> I've learned how to tap into the joy of the Lord that is my strength. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. And yeah. I keep my eyes on Jesus. I keep an yeah. eternal focus, and I plow through everything yeah. that comes my way. Yeah. Amen? There's nothing worse than roller coaster Christians. Yeah. They're up one day and down the next, up one day and down the next. Yeah. Their happiness depends on their happenings. On their circumstances in life. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, come on, stop. Just stop. When you, You're going to have problems, so just come on. Just keep on plowing through. Amen? Yeah. And I'm not making light of anybody's problems because these problems are tough, you know? Mm-hmm. But Jesus will bring you through every single time. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. Then the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. See, that's like when you come into these meetings, you know, you get your, you get your mind on Jesus. You do. Yeah. And the next thing yes. you know, you're yes. not even thinking about the problems that you have when you came in. That's right. Now, you might pick them up when you leave the place, but during that time that you're in the presence of God, you're not even thinking about that stuff. You know? And you can do that anytime. I do what I can do with my problems, and then I stand and I keep on going. Amen? Because none of this stuff matters. None of it. None of it in the, in the scope of things. Keep an eternal focus, people. Amen? If you're sad and depressed and you don't have any joy and, you know, you're always focused on your problems, there's nobody going to want what you got. Yeah. Have you ever walked up to a depressed person and said, I want what you got? Oh, who who would do something like that? You see this depressed person. I want what you got. How do I get that? Where'd you get that? Nobody, nobody wants that. Life's hard enough. Why would you want? I mean, and you can spot depression a mile away. Seriously, people's face are a billboard. They're a billboard. Not always, because there was a lady in one of my services in in Methodist Church a couple years ago, and it was outside and uh, up north somewhere, and. She was sitting over there, and I was walking around doing what I do, and God kept speaking to me. And he said, you see that lady? I said, yeah. And I'm singing a song, but he speaks, you know, he speaks all the time. And he said, she's depressed. I said, no, she's not. 
<laughs> Here I am arguing with God. No, she ain't. Look at her, Lord. She's a she's the happiest person in this place. Look over there, Lord. That's the one. Now that that woman over there, she's depressed. Look at her. He said, No. He said she's depressed. And of course, of course, God. No, you know. Of course. I mean, I'm I'm just having a conversation with God and my spirit. So anyway, the whole service, she's got the biggest smile on her face, laughing, just it just the most amazing thing. And I'll tell you right now. If God wouldn't have spoke to me and told me, I would not have believed. I would never. You could have paid me to believe that woman was depressed. I had an auto call. She didn't come up. And I thought, no, no, now I know she's not depressed. So after the service, I just went over to her. And I said, listen, you know, I don't know what's going on. I said, I never met the lady before. I said, but listen, God spoke to me. And this is what he said about you. And I started reading her mail. And as soon as I told her, she started weeping. And she said, that's right on. Everything that you say is right on. And uh, so anyway, I prayed for her and got that depression off of her. You know what I'm saying? But so you, you know, but but for the most part, people, when you look at them, their face is a billboard. Amen? And, uh, but people are watching us. The people in the world are watching us. Especially the people that you've been witnessing to, that you're close to, they're watching you. You know, even, they may ridicule you. And everything, but they are watching what you do, how you yes. react to certain circumstances. And you know what? And I, you know, people will come up to you, and you know, if you if you are happy when things are good, and then you're you're depressed and sad when things are bad, they're going to come up to you and they're going to say, you know what? Mm-hmm. What what about this God you've been telling me about? Mm-hmm. You know, listen, I don't need whatever you've been telling me because mm-hmm. I can go down to local hut. And there's something down there. It's always waiting for me. And I know I can tap into that at any time. And it takes care of my problems, you know. But they don't understand that when they tap into that stuff, they wake up the next morning beside beside some snaggletooth woman that they don't know who she is or where she came from or what she's doing there. You know what I'm saying? And they got more problems the next day than they had when they went in that place the night before. We don't need that. We don't have to have that. Amen? Life can be hard, but listen, if you stay above your problems, stop focusing on them. Don't you understand? These are attacks of the enemy a lot of times to get your focus off of God and off of the plan that he has for you. Listen, we can come in these meetings. We can come in here at 7 o'clock at night and by 10 o'clock, you know, just drinking of the new wine. Listen, you know what I'm saying? When a person goes to the local hut and they start drinking that world's um, stuff, that the substitute that the devil gave them for the new wine, they start drinking that stuff. And the longer they sit there and drink, their body becomes saturated with the alcohol. And the things of their world do grow strangely dim for them. But like I said, the next morning when they wake up hugging a toilet bowl or somebody they don't know, you know, they got more problems. But we don't wake up like that. We wake oh, up refreshed. Come on. come on. You know, and yes. who knows what God gives us in his yes. presence. So yes. we sit here in these services and we start drinking the new wine. Yes. And I'll tell you by the end of the night, that's like there was a couple that was sitting in here this morning. And they said, you know, that they felt so good compared to what they felt when they came in. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we were only here for three hours or whatever <laughs> this morning. It wasn't yes. too Something like that. But you know what I'm saying? Because they were in God's presence mm-hmm. and they got refreshed. Mm-hmm. Amen. Hallelujah. So we, I'm telling you, God, he, 
he's given us everything we need down here. Amen. We lack nothing. 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 He's given us everything we need to live an abundant life here. And we need to really realize this and take God at his word and tap into it. I'm living it. Zach's living it. And you guys are living it. And listen, we need to continue and go teach other people. Amen? Jesus restored everything to us that the enemy stole. And uh, Satan's the God of this world, but he's not greater than the one in us. And God will supply everything that we need. Amen? Hallelujah. Paul reminded Timothy, he said, stir up that gift within you. That one translation says that inner fire within you. That was given by the laying on of my hands at your ordination. He said, stir it up. Stir it up, Timothy. And I tell people all the time, people come dragging through the doors on, not here, but some of these meetings. You know, and they're just dragging, stir me up, pastor, stir me up. The devil's been after me all week. What do you mean? We got to teach you how to stir your own self up, right? And what do you mean the devil's been after you? You need a, a teaching on the believer's authority. You need to know you got authority over that devil. He should not be chasing you. You should be chasing yes. him. Yes. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. You have authority over him. Yes. No weapon formed against you will prosper. That tells you there's going to be yes. weapons formed, but they can't prosper. They won't because yes. God's word said they won't. Yes. Amen. And Amen. The next part of that says that every tongue that rises up against you, you will refute. Yes. That means prove wrong. Yes. And you know how you do that? I didn't argue with this pastor, <clears throat> except I pointed out a couple things. But I didn't sit there and argue with him because I thought everything you said is a bunch of it's a bunch of rubbish what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I will prove it wrong. I mean, I will prove it right by by my uh, life. See, every tongue that rises up against you, you'll prove you'll refute or prove wrong by your life. You don't have to argue with these people. Just keep living your life. Amen. Don't worry about the tongues that, that wagging because they're going to do it. They're going to because you're not fighting flesh and blood. It's the devil trying to get you mad and stir you up. Yes. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you. He's trying to get you to to get mad and run your mouth. And I'll tell you, you need to be aware of what the devil does, and you will learn that by reading his word. Amen. Because people, I'm telling you, if I was in the flesh, I don't know what would happen, you know? Because I'll tell you right now, my fists would probably be all bruised up. <laughs> I mean, I may not be able to beat somebody up, but I'd, I'd go down trying anyway, you know what I'm saying? What are you talking about? Because I got a mean streak in me. I can, you know what I'm saying? I'll be turning your tables over, you know? But you know what? I have to do things God's way, and I'd walk in love. Amen? Hallelujah. Yes, yes. Hallelujah. Romans 8.31, and we sang that a while ago. If God is for us, who can be against us? Amen. God is for you, people. He's not against you. He loves you. And listen, the Bible says that God will work with you. You know? In, in Psalm 18, verse 2 and 3, it says, in Psalm 18, 2 and 3, it says, The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my Savior. My God is my rock. In whom I find protection. He is my shield. The power that saves me. And my place of safety. I called on the Lord who is worthy of praise. And he saved me from my enemies. Yes. He saved me yes. from my enemies. Yes. He does. Psalm 23 yes. 1 says the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. You see. He, you, he has given you everything that you need. Psalm 27 1 through 6 says the Lord is my light. 
and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? The Lord is my fortress, protecting me from danger. So why should I tremble? When evil people come to devour me, when my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though a mighty army surrounds me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if I am attacked, I will remain confident. The one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing I seek most, is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. For he will conceal me there when troubles come. He's going to hide you when troubles come. He will hide me in his sanctuary. He will place me out of reach on a high rock. <laughs> then I will hold my head high above my enemies who surround me. At his sanctuary, I will offer sacrifices with shouts of joy, singing, and praising the Lord with music. Oh, hallelujah. He's for you people. Psalm 28, 7 and 8. The Lord is my strength and shield. I trust him with all my heart. He helps me and my heart is filled with joy. I burst out in songs of thanksgiving. The Lord gives his people strength. He is a safe fortress for his anointed king. Oh, come on. You know, you, you know you're in revival when you wake up with a song in your heart. Yeah. You know? This, this one thing I want to throw out there. <clears throat> if you wake up and you're thinking about, immediately start thinking about the cares of this life, you need to get yourself stirred up. You need to get back into revival. Yeah. You need to get your focus on Jesus, okay? Take those thoughts captive. But if you wake up in the morning and maybe, um, you know, you're singing a song that we sang at one of the services or something, you know, and you know you're in revival when you wake up with a song in your heart. Amen? Hallelujah. So remember that. See how you wake up in the morning. See see what's on your mind first thing when you wake up. God is the first thing on my mind, I'll tell you. And these songs, I'm telling you, you know, man, and then you get a song in your mind and it's on, it's there all day, you know. Christians should be the happiest people on the face of the earth. Yes. We really should. Yes. No matter what we're going through. Yes. No matter what we're going through. We should be the happiest people yes. on the face of the earth. Yes. We're the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, what good is it? Huh? Yes. Amen? Why do we let the cares of this life steal our joy from us? Listen, we need to do what the Bible says. You're going to have trouble, Jesus said. But be of good cheer. Keep your joy. The joy is your strength because I've overcome the world. And I'm going to bring you through it. Amen? I'm going to bring you through it. I know it looks tough. I know the fire's hot right now. But I'm going to bring you through it. Trust me. Trust me. Hold in there. Come on. You know, plow on through. If you recognize an attack of the enemy, take authority over it. Occupy until I come. But in the meantime, come on, know that I'm going to bring you through on the other side. You know, God didn't deliver Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego from the fiery furnace, but he protected them from the fire. Amen. He was right there with them. When that king looked down in that fire, he said, there's four men down there. I threw three in. <laughs> God didn't deliver Daniel from the lion's den, but he, but he shut the lion's mouth. But they had to go through these things. <laughs> You're going to have trouble. Be of good cheer. Go through it anyway. That's when people are really going to look at you. And this is when your character is built, too. In the fruits. The fruits are developed through these trials and stuff. And I'll tell you right now, I know it's no fun. You know? 
But listen, you're going to come through. You just know either God is who he says he is yes. or he's not. Yes. you got to draw the line on that Amen. one. Yes. Either he is going to come through or he's not. Yes. If he's not, then you know what? You might as well go go enjoy life. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Go to the local hut and get your, get your take care of that. But I'll tell you, I'll tap into the new one. Amen. Yes. Amen. Yes. There is no, I can't think of anything greater than coming into a service and being with all of you guys and the power of God hits the place and we're just drunker than a bunch of scums. I'm telling you. There is not, I don't know of anything more greater than that. Jamie and I talk about that all the time. This is the best party ever, isn't it, Jamie? <laughs> These services, are you awake back? Huh? <laughs> you should get up here and testify, Jamie. Come on. Get up here, huh? David said, leave me alone. Leave me alone. Oh, boy. You know, did you ever notice that the church doesn't mind if you're sad and depressed and crying about all your problems? Calling the gospel grapevines up and telling them everything that's going on. I had a lady call me a couple months ago, and I don't even know who she was. Some preacher up north gave her my phone number. Thank you, preacher. But she calls me up, and she starts at childhood and tells me every problem she's ever had. I have my phone like this. I'm looking at like, what? Seriously? Finally, I I, I just interrupted her. I said, listen, seriously, where are you at right now? I know you had a past. I said, everybody's had a past. I have a past. I said, I ain't got time for you to dump all this on me. I said, I can't do nothing about it anyway. I said, what what do you need prayer for? I just cut her off and shut it down. It's like, what? You know what I mean? I wanted to go get my nine millimeter and take my, you know, blow my brains out, man. I have to listen to all that stuff. It's like, what are you talking about? (laughs) Not really. I didn't want to, but you know what I'm saying. Sometimes when you when you spend time with somebody and they drain you, it's like, my goodness, what was that all about? I feel like I got run over by a semi. I normally don't even let those people talk. I just interrupt and bring the gospel in. Just keep bringing the gospel in. It's like, you know what I'm saying? That's what I do when I go into jail. I don't let those girls talk. I don't know why. I don't know why you can't, you're in jail, and I don't care why you're in jail. And I tell them that. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do about that. I'm here to tell tell you about Jesus. And I don't I override them. I don't let them. I don't care if they're the toughest woman in there. I ain't afraid of them. I got a camera on me. As soon as I stand up, they'll come get me out. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I don't care about them. You know what I'm saying? But I, I don't. Listen, what good is it going to do to spend the three hours that we got together with you telling me all your problems? Yes, that's right. Huh? That is Ain't nothing yeah. I can do about that, right? Let me tell you about Jesus. Let me yeah. tell you about the authority of the believer. Right. Yes. Let me build your faith up. Let me tell you how yes. to get through this yes. life with him. Amen? Yes. I'm telling you, the church needs to be revived. But God forbid that we go in and people start laughing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, people look around at you like, oh, you, what is Listen to them laughing back here. That's so disrespectful. That's what they do, you know? They look at you like you're crazy. Yes, right. You know what I'm saying? But if you're sitting there boo-hooing and carrying on, and also, that's normal for the church. Right. But not, not the joy. And see, that is scriptural, the joy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm telling you, it's time to turn the tables. Amen? And listen, I love that song, The Great Awakening, you know, too. Two and three people will turn a city upside down. Amen. I'm telling you, we can change this city. And that is exactly what we're doing. 
And people, I'm telling you, people are going, they're going to look at you and say, I want what you got. I right. want that. Mm-hmm. I want what you got. I have people coming up at that one, I was talking about the fire of God, and then they were coming up, I want that fire. Mm-hmm. I want that fire. Yeah. You know? I mean, people are hungry for this. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. First Thessalonians 5.16 says, be joyful always. Always. Not some of the time. Always. No matter what you're going through, be joyful. James 1.2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. And in Haggai it says, At famine and destruction you shall laugh. God sits on his throne and he laughs at his enemies. We should be the happiest people, shouldn't we? Amen? John 15.11 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that this Jesus speaking, that my joy may remain in you and that your joy may be full. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Nehemiah, right? The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Matthew 25, 21 says, Thou good, faithful servant. Oh, that's what Jesus is talking about. He says, Welcome in. One day you'll stand before him. And he'll say, Welcome in, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Amen. I, I want to hear that. Hallelujah. Don't you? We're going to hear that. Isaiah 12, 3 says, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Out of your belly, not out of your head. Right? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Is that true? Huh? Who's got a testimony in here? Huh? I mean, Seriously. People are looking at you guys and saying, I want what you got. I know they are. I know they are. Is that right? You're revived. Amen? Huh? Pam, how's it going today? Huh? Did you feel better when you walked out of here this morning than when you came? Yes. Huh? You did? Yes, I did. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Just being in his presence. Amen? Huh? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hey, put a uh, firefall on there, Jamie. Hallelujah. God must have touched some people in here tonight. <laughs> where are you, though? Seriously, where are you? On a scale of five being hot and one being cold, where are you in your relationship with God? I feel like I'm preaching to the choir tonight, really. But listen. We need to keep that eternal focus, right? Do you understand that one day you're going to stand before him? And you're going to give an account for your life down here. Huh? You've already given your life to Christ. Right? So you're going to give your account for your life. Do you believe that he is who he says he is? And he does what he says he does? Huh? Amen? Yes and amen. Hallelujah. (laughs) I want you all just to bow your heads for a minute. And I just want to ask you an important question before I go any further here tonight. On a scale of five being hot and one being cold, where do you think you're at in your relationship with God? Okay? God said, I want you to be hot or cold. If you're lukewarm, I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. He wants you to be madly in love with him. Amen? I want you to examine your heart right now because, listen, God already knows where you're at. And you already know where you're at. I'm going to pray God touches you and reveals himself to you tonight. And that, listen, God God knows your heart. He knows that you want to get closer to him. 
Is there anybody in here tonight that you feel like you're under a five? <laughs> that you do not feel like you are on fire for him, but you want to come into a closer relationship with him because you want him to say, welcome him, thou good and faithful servant. First of all, let me just make sure everybody in here knows the Lord. Is everybody in here a Christian? Have you accepted Jesus Christ in your life? If you've not and you want to do that right now, I just want you to slip up your hand. I'm not going to embarrass anybody. Just say, Linda, you know what? I've never done that, and I want to do that right now. Is there anybody in here? Or maybe you gave your life to Jesus in days gone by, but, you know, <laughs> Satan has come in and stolen your salvation by lying to you. And uh, you know what? You just want to rededicate your life tonight. Is there anybody in here? You just want to start over with him. Just slip your hand up just so I can see it. And I'll pray for you. You know, we'll, we'll all pray together. Is there anybody in here? Okay. All right. So five being hot. Is there anybody less than a five? And you say, Linda, huh, I want I want to get closer to him. I want that fire. I see your hand. Is there, I see your hand. Is there anybody else? I see your hand. Anybody else? You say, you know what? I want to get, I, I know I'm not a five, but I want to get there. Is there anybody else? The ones that join Huh? Come on. The fire of God is going to fall on this place tonight. I'm telling you, God's going to touch you. Hallelujah. He's going to touch you tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall on me. Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I want to read one more passage of scripture before we pray in here tonight. Um, you know, and listen, I, I, I mean, this morning I was preaching on the believer's authority, but listen, we need that power of God, right? We need the boldness of God because like I said, nobody in their right mind is going to go do what we do. You're, look at you. You get in your car and you go to these houses. Seriously? People, they don't understand that. You're crazy. That's what they said. You're crazy. Yeah. We're yeah. peculiar. That's what the Bible says. We're lining up with scripture, scripture people. We're lining up with scripture. But listen, you're not going to do that without the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Right. Amen? Right. I mean, you got to have that power. you got to have that boldness. Because Jesus said in Acts 1-8, he was getting ready to leave. And he said, you know what? He told his disciples, he said, listen. I, I want you to go and wait in Jerusalem. Yes. He said, because my father is going to send you a gift. And he was talking about the Holy Spirit. He said, but I want you to go and wait for the promise that my father is going to send you. And in Acts 1 8, he said, you shall receive power or boldness when the Holy Ghost comes upon you yes. to be my witnesses. Okay? And uh, listen, to be my witnesses. Yes. Amen? Yes. Yes. Amen? John the Baptist said, I baptize you with with water for repentance. But there's coming one after me. And, and he's talking about Jesus. He said, I'm not even worthy to untie his sandals. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. And fire. And fire. That's what he said. 
And then Jesus is talking about receiving power or boldness when the Holy Ghost comes upon you. Huh? Come on. So you so you know what they did? They they went there. They went they went there to to uh to Jerusalem to wait, you know. That was in Acts chapter one, and in Acts chapter two. Here, let me just read some of this to you. It says, um, so here the disciples go and they wait in Jerusalem, right? And it says, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled, yes. it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Do you understand you're the temple of God? <laughs> We go around, fill, you know, fill. <laughs> fill what? Fill you with what? <laughs> I'm telling you. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Uh, you are the house of God. You are the temple of God. You want you need to be filled. You need to be filled. Amen? You need to be filled. <laughs> So anyway, they were all filled. I mean, it filled the house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire. And one sat upon each one of them. I'm talking about being revived tonight, okay? Amen? Stir up that inner fire within you. Stir it up. Stir it up. And um, there appeared unto them divided tongues as of fire, and one sat upon each of them. Can you imagine sitting here, Pam, and you look up and there's a tongue of fire sitting on Teresa's head, you know? And then the next thing, you're so preoccupied because there's one you feel sitting on yours, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, so then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, the multitude came together and were confused because everyone heard them speak in his own language. Then they were all amazed and marveled, saying to one another, Look, are not all these who speak Galatians, Galileans? And how is it that we hear each in our own language in which we were born? And then it says all those words that I can't pronounce, those hard words, those names. And uh, so let's go on down to verse 12. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, whatever could this mean? Whatever. <laughs> Others mocking said, they're full of new wine. But Peter, now, now here's Peter. Why do they stumble around? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me see. Let me see something for a minute. I got it. I was so okay. Let me get past my gum here. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This says other. So they were all amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, "Whatever could this be? Whatever could this mean?" I'm glad we don't talk about that. Talk like that. Mm -hmm. Others mocking said they're full of new wine. They thought they were drunk. Let me, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I can't hear this, Jim. I, I made a recording today. 
And uh, because I needed to remember how to do this. Wait a minute, wait a minute, let me do this here. Okay. I'm glad we don't have anybody new. Wait, where am I, Jamie? I think I just recorded myself. Oh, there it is. Okay, let's let's see. I gotta remember how to sing this song. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, I got it. Okay, forget it. I have me on recording because I was trying to remember this. You want me to play it back here? Plug it no, in. that's okay. I got it. So they were all filled with new wine. They thought they were drunk. I know. I hope I'm not too confusing tonight because I'm, I'm really containing myself, okay? <laughs> I was laughing out loud and everything in my house today. I was all alone, you know? It's the craziest thing. People look around here sometimes and they think, why is it, these guys are drunk in here, you know? So anyway, let's get back to the word. So Peter, standing up with the 11, raised his voice. Remember Peter? Peter's the one that denied Jesus three times. You know, Jesus said, before the cock crows, you're going to deny me three times. You know, right? <laughs> Drunk in the spirit again, drunk in the spirit again. I'm feeling fine, cause I'm full of new wine. Drunk in the spirit again. <laughs> I know that this is real. Power that you can see and you can feel. It washes over my soul, it fills and makes me whole. When I get drunk in the spirit again, Drunk in the spirit again. You know what that means? You're full of Jesus. You're full of the Holy Spirit. You're filled. You're filled. You're filled. You're drunk. Filled. Drunk. Filled. Right? I'm feeling fine because I'm full of new wine. Drunk in the spirit again. Nothing is bothering me. I feel so totally free. I'm filled to overflow with the power of the Holy Ghost. Drunk in the spirit again. Man, this is what you need. <laughs> if you will only receive. But you can't stand and be stiff. <laughs> you got to yield and believe. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll get drunk in the spirit with me. Some folks say I'm too straight. Other folks say I will just wait. <laughs> but Jesus pro provided a new bottle, so just step down on the throttle <clears throat> and get drunk in the spirit again. Drunk in the spirit again. Drunk in the spirit again. I'm feeling fine because I'm full of new wine. Drunk in the spirit again. <laughs> you know, they go in those bars and they try to imitate. <laughs> we try to 
imitate. Satan tries to imitate what we do. Huh? You can't you can't face this, man. I mean, seriously, we're not drinking a thing. Literally. I mean like Right. <laughs> you know, what the is in you. He's here. His presence is here. <laughs> and they thought they were drunk. Huh? <laughs> Why did they think they were drunk? What do you think that looked like that day? I mean, seriously, if they were just sitting there all dignified and everything, then they surely wouldn't have thought they were drunk. So something happened in that room. When they looked in there and thought and heard what they heard, they thought they were drunk. Is that right? Come on. Can you imagine? I mean, there was probably people laying on the ground. Huh? I mean, I mean, this song may be a little silly, but it's the truth. <laughs> because I, I heard the song today and I thought, man, that sounds like a river meeting. <laughs> Why do they stumble around? Why do they pile up on the ground? <laughs> Rosie was standing here one day. And, uh, I think she got up out of her chair or something. That's when the scene was different. And um, I tell you, the fire of God hit her or something. A lot of you guys were here. And that woman, she fell against this door. That door came open. Uh -huh. And I tell you, she just laid right out on that cement floor in there. Now, listen, only God could have laid her down like that. Amen? Right. She would have split her head wide open. Oh, yeah. I remember that because I was sitting right there. Right. And when she got up on that floor and come through there, man, the power of God hit me. And next thing I know, I was driving the seat there. I was sitting there. I don't know if that was the same night, but, man, I thought there was a car or something. I was instantly drunk. <laughs> you can't tell me. Ain't nobody having more fun than we're at. Is that right? And look, listen, the good thing about this is we're going to be in our, we'll be fine in the morning. We're not going to be hugging a toilet bowl. And um, <laughs> sometimes we pile up. <laughs> Remember that? Oh, no. I'm not even sure we're still doing service here. I'm not real sure on that. What did you do? <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Well, or this in how to mindful stop dropping. And when I did, I felt like a magnet. I mean, I got closer, and it felt like a magnet. And I, where did I end up? I, I was like, I just like, Some of the positions you end up in is just yeah. amazing, you know? <laughs> I'm telling you, this Bible's true, this Bible's real, and this is a. It's a <laughs> what, what happens here tonight? Space here. Don't tell Pastor, he might not let me fill in it for him anymore. <laughs> Oh, Holy Spirit, I'm so thankful you're in this place because I thank you that you're going to get everybody drunk in here tonight. Anybody that's pressing in, Lord, get them, get them, fill them up tonight, Lord, in Jesus' name. Why do they stumble around? Why do they lay on the ground? Swaying and swinging, got it right, laughing and singing, drunk in spirit again. So Peter, the same one that denied Jesus three times, he was so timid. And listen, didn't the people they come over to him? They said, you were with Jesus. You were with that Jesus. He said, I was not. Yes, you were. I, I, no. Three times they came over to him. Last time he cursed. They said he was so mad he cursed. He was there on the day of Pentecost. He was there when the Holy Spirit came. I want to tell you something right now. People can argue doctrine with you. They can argue the Bible. They can argue church traditions. They cannot take away your own personal encounter with God. Nobody can take that from you. Nobody can say that wasn't real. That didn't happen. Nobody can take that from you. Every one of you, you need your own personal encounter with God. We can sit here and talk about everything that we've done and the fun times and, and everything, but listen, you can't go off somebody else's experience. you got to have your own personal encounter with God. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> I remember that night at the daycare. Remember, you guys were there at the daycare. Oh, yes. When Kelly was there. Oh, my goodness. And man, I'm telling you right now. And Mark can tell you right now. I'm facing this way. Kelly's sitting in front of me, okay? Mark and John were sitting over here. They were facing us. And uh, so, you know, it's just the way the seating was. And I'm telling you right now, the fire of God hit me that night. Mm -hmm. And when the fire of God hits me, there's going to be a siren. Because when you know there's a fire, there's going to be a siren, right? Right. <laughs> I can't say it's not going to happen tonight. But, but listen, the siren went off. And I did not touch that woman. I did not touch her. And when that thing went off, that woman, she oh came up out of her chair. She went, and didn't she? The chair went with her. And I didn't even touch her. She just went, boom. And being the power God did her like that. I'm telling you, she did. It was the funniest thing ever. Those guys seen I didn't touch them. It was. We've had some amazing times. You never know what's gonna happen. 
raised his voice, then there is that boldness. You know? Listen, you're not going to be bold unless you get the baptism in the Holy Ghost, I'm telling you. The boldness, he stood up. And you know what he told the people? He said, listen, he said, these, are, these men are not drunk as you suppose. Because it's only 9 o'clock in the morning. He said, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And God said in the last days, and this is in the book of Joel too, and in the book of Acts, he said in the last days, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. And that's what happened. Some people say we're living in the last days. We're living in the last of the last days now. He said, I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh. Your sons and daughters are going to prophesy. Your young men are going to see visions. Your old men are going to dream dreams. Even on my handmaidens and my servants, I'm going to pour out my spirit in those days. And they'll prophesy. Holy Ghost in this place right now. It's taking everything I got. 
So anyway, I, I walked up to that preacher at the end of that service that night. I stuck my finger in his face. I said, I want that fire that, you, that you're talking about. That you've been preaching about that what I read in the Bible. I want that fire to take back to Coshocton and everywhere I go. And I meant it. And he just, he, he just raised his hand. And he smiled. And he didn't even touch me. And I'll tell you right now. And I'm telling you. Listen, I have been prayed for many times for the fire, and I never received anything. This could be your night. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You never know what's going to happen. You never know when it's going to happen. Amen? Suddenly. Just like these guys. Suddenly. At 9 o'clock in the morning, on, listen, seriously, on a, in the morning, who would have thought that? You would think it would happen about 7 o'clock at night. That's when we have our services, right? But God decided at 9 o'clock in the morning, the Holy Ghost is going to go. Amen? He raised his hand up, and buddy, I'm telling you, that man didn't even touch me. And I, I was running in place. And listen, I was a very dignified person. I was very dignified. Serious. Just ask my kids. I was very serious and very dignified. And I didn't want any hair out of place. I didn't want, you know, I, I just so. Everything had to be just so. And I knew the religious structure. I knew how to, I knew all that stuff. But buddy, I'll tell you, the fire of God comes on you. You, it's go, oh, on. you ain't gonna be dignified anymore. And you don't even care. Amen. Amen. And I know, I don't care to this point. Cause I know the encounter that I have with God that night. And I know what happened. People say, well, they get in there and they act crazy. And they roll around on the floor and they end up under the things and towels laying all over them. And, you know, all this stuff going on, a bunch of crazy people down there. They don't know what happens when you leave this four, yes. four walls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was running in place. I hit the ground. I was running around the room. I tell you, I couldn't. I felt like my lungs were going to explode, literally explode. I couldn't contain. You had that happen to you one night, didn't you? Um, I think you came up here or something and the fire of God hit you. But we came back and go, I can't breathe. But that's the fire of God, right? Remember I told you that it feels like your lungs are going to explode. That's why you run. That's why you scream. That's why you do all kinds of stuff yes. because you cannot contain yes. this fire. Yes, come on. Come but listen, on. when I left there that night and I came back to Coshocton the next weekend, I was at Frazeesburg at a Methodist church. And did my religious thing like I always did. But listen, when I laid hands on people to pray for them, they started feeling heat. They were get, there was healings taking place. I went the next weekend to Pennsylvania, and I had a, a people lining up. And I didn't even touch them. I just went to touch them, and they dropped like flies. The power of God was so strong in that place. See, if I wouldn't have went and did anything with what happened to me that night, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people come yes. to these meetings, they get touched, yes. they end up under the chairs, They yes. whatever happens to them. But listen, if they don't go out of these four walls and get some people and lay hands on them, yes. Yes. you know, yes. or open your mouth and start yes. witnessing, you're yes. never going to know what's inside yes. of you yes. until yes. you step out of the boat and do it. We don't come in here and do, a, if that's the point, you know, we always say, just come in here and roll around and let's go home. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what God's doing inside of you until you walk yeah. out of here. Yeah. Amen? Yes, that's it. Mm -hmm. 
Revivals remind us of return to our first love. And these people are getting encounters with God. The fire of God. Amen? Yes. Oh, my heavens. Praise you, Lord. Man, this is what you need If you will only receive But you can't stand and be stiff You got to yield and believe And you'll get drunk in the spirit with me Some folks say I'm too straight Other folks say I will just wait But Jesus provided a new bottle So just step down on the throttle and get drunk in the spirit again. <clears throat> it's available. Amen. John 7 37. Jesus said, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Ephesians 5:18 says, Be not drunk with wine, where is in excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. When you're full of Jesus, you're going to go out and tell people about him. When we come in these meetings and drink and get yes. drunk yes. and get filled up with Jesus and then we yes. go out. Yes. Listen, you're going to do all kinds of stuff when you're drunk yeah. <clears throat> that you that you may not normally do. Yeah. Amen? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with us Lord, from you. 
One more time. Just another touch, Lord, from you to help with the trials I go through. Though dark may be the night, I see real light when I get a touch, Lord, from you. Let your fire fall. You know, the people that prayed that wanted to get closer to God, I mean, I'm going to pray, and God's going to touch you tonight. Amen? Yes. And listen, yes. when you read the word, it's going to yes. become more relevant to you. Yes. 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 And listen, you're just going to get a greater boldness. You're going to get a greater revelation of him. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. What? Nothing. Huh? Nothing. What? Nothing. I know that look. I couldn't get it. Huh? It wouldn't start. No. Funny when you hang out with somebody, you can tell just by looking at them what they're thinking, right? Huh? <laughs> oh, hallelujah! Well, I tell you what, just lift your hands to heaven right now and ask God to let the fire of God fall on you. Amen. Just lift your hands to heaven right now. Just say, Lord, if the fire is going to fall on somebody tonight, let it be me. Lord, I thank you right now for the fire of God falling in this place right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you right now. Lord, those ones that were crying out for a deeper revelation and a deeper, a closer walk with you, Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Let your fire fall on me. Thank you, Lord. Let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. Fire. 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 Jesus. On me. Thank you, Lord. Fire. Jesus. Fire. Thank you,
coming against it too. Yeah. But while I'm waiting for my healing to take place, buddy, I'll take every impartation of healing I can get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So don't be hiding things and, you know, because whatever. Just, you know what I'm saying? I don't want anybody to take me wrong on that one. Right. But I'll tell you. These things are not to be taken lightly, lightly because these attacks do come. But you can plow through whatever it is, and especially with your brothers and sisters in Christ, okay? Yeah. So let's agree tonight. And I told some testimonies this morning of people that have stood in for other people, mm -hmm. and they've seen miracles happen And uh, because we agreed together. Yeah. So if you have something going on in your life tonight, maybe you need wisdom. God said, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives freely. Okay, if you need a healing in your body tonight, healing is available. Amen? And I know that when I lay my hands on you, you're going to get healed. Amen? Because Jesus said, you will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Okay? And so when you get hands laid on you for healing and you don't see an immediate result, don't you dare walk out of the place and say, oh, that healing stuff don't work. Oh, it didn't work. Well, it's not going to work for you then if you talk like that. That's right. It won't. That's right. Because, listen, Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. Yes. Recovery is a process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But then again, he also said, miracles, signs, and wonders will follow those that believe. So you might just get an instant miracle. We see them all the time. We see miracles and then yeah. we see recoveries. So I don't want you to leave here tonight with a, carrying a burden that you came in with, you know, because we've been in the presence of God, but you walk out of here and you still lack wisdom. You still, you know, yes. we can agree together right now. Yes, amen. I'm going to do a song, and I want you to come up here and stand, and I'm going to agree with you whatever it is, okay? I mean, if you want to come up here because you want to kill your wife or something, don't think I'm going to agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really take unspoken prayer requests. Because I don't know what I'm agreeing with. You know what I'm saying? Amen. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Not that I need to know, but you know, I want to know what I'm agreeing on. <laughs> it has to line up with the word. Amen. <laughs> you wouldn't believe some yes. of the things people want prayer for. You wouldn't believe yes. it. Yes. Come on. You know, one of the things, it, the, the one I get the most is, can you pray for a financial breakthrough for me? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'll ask them, I'll say, I'll do that for you, but let me ask you a question. Are you tithing? Come Are you on. giving? Come on. And if they say no, and I can't afford to do that, and that's why I need no. I say, well, listen, I, I can't do that because that's against Scripture. Listen, you've got to do what God says, and then you'll see the results. So I'll pray for them. You know, I'll, what I do is pray for wisdom for them, and that when they get that wisdom, that they will do what God tells them to do. Listen, God's not a genie in a bottle where you right. just pull him out when you right. need something. We were talking about that earlier, right. weren't we? You know, yes. some people just show up when they need mm -hmm. something and then you don't see them again. Yeah. You know? And it, God's not, you know, listen, he's, but it has to line up with his word. So I try to do a little, you know, give somebody a wisdom. Because we're so prone to that. you got a problem, let's go get prayer for it. And then, you know, what, you know what I'm saying? Right. But there are some problems in this room tonight. I know there is. That there are some things that people are seeking wisdom and um, and um, maybe some healing in some people's bodies tonight. And listen, that those sicknesses have to go. And well, I it's okay, Linda. I brought this on myself. I don't, I don't care what you did. And God certainly doesn't care. God wants you whole. He wants you healed. Amen. That thing will go right now. Don't you let the devil lie to you anymore. Amen? Amen. 
If people die, they die in a sickness because they are under such condemnation because they, well, I brought it on myself. Well, yeah. listen, God will heal your body. So whatever need you have, I'm not going to drag this out. We'll probably get out of here early tonight and then that way because next weekend we're going to have an amazing week. But Vincent's services don't go that long. They're short and powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So don't miss it. Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night. Let's do, he'll do it again. And if you want prayer, I'm not going to drag it out, but just come up, right. up here and stand, and I'm just going to agree with you. We're going to link our faith together. We're going to do what Jesus said. And when you come up here, you know that God is going to answer your prayer because he said, Jesus said, two of you on earth agree on anything in my name. My Father in heaven will give it to you. Amen. Hallelujah. So come on up. You may be down and feel like God is somehow forgotten. That you are faced with circumstances you can't get through. Right now it seems that there's no way out and you're going under.
give you wisdom. He's going to give you healing in your body. And listen, there's no catchers, okay? So um, let's just agree together tonight. If you feel like you're going to go down, you know, if you want to take your chances, go. But listen, otherwise, <laughs> I mean, seriously, listen. Um, otherwise, just kind of back up and sit down on a chair, okay? Because, but listen, God is going to answer your prayer. Go ahead and run that one through again if you want. Okay, yeah, do that one. Hallelujah, I'll just come down to you. Hallelujah, pray for you. Hallelujah. Every oppressive spirit go from her right now 
in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray you do a mighty work in her life. A mighty work in her life, Father God. When the sun sets free, it is free. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray fire God.
the way they're supposed to be in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, Lord, astound those doctors. If there's any pain in the name of Jesus, I command pain to go from his body right now in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, right now. Thank you, Lord. Bless, bless Ray in Jesus' name. I thank you for him, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. What's up? Huh? I'm just so happy right now. <laughs> That's what we want, right? Yes. We gotta figure out some catcher thing. What we need is a bunch of recliners. We just slide them up behind people and just let them go right out. Are you just so happy right now? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. You okay back there? Any prayer? Huh? Oh, Lord. Hallelujah. You got that wisdom. God's going to give it to you. Amen? He's giving you wisdom. He said, if any man lacks wisdom, just let him ask me and I'll give it to him freely. Right? And he hears you clearly, Lord. Right? And you too. You'll know just what to do. Amen? Wednesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, Sunday night.